0: It's the hour. I'm Jason. Crikey! I'm Jeff. And on today's episode, hey hey, we're the monkeys. People say we're.
1: Nudes for bushfire relief, but doctors urge that if you are experiencing bushfire, seek medical attention.
0: Headed torso found in Idaho Cave. Mrs. Potato Head called to identify the remains. Ooh. Tetanus causes lockjaw. You know what else causes lockjaw? This dick! Oh yeah, police respond to cries for help. Turns out victim just
1: wanted a cracker. And finally, a Michigan man accidentally shot himself in a Victoria Secret.
0: I guess that was just a gun in his pocket. <laughs> Usually he just shoots into the catalog at home. I got a thing would never happen at a baby. Gap. Not at the baby Gap, not a baby Gap. Hello, is that, is that enough scoffing? Am I a scofflaw?
1: Mm. I mean, what do you think this is?
0: Jamboree? <laughs> what is this? A Pottery Barn Kids? I don't <laughs> think so. Those only exist at at the most upscale malls, by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. If they have enough room for a Pottery Barn Kids store separate from the Pottery Barn, mm-hmm. although Baby Gaps also. At more upscale uh, malls. We had a baby gap here in Ann Arbor. It's pretty upscale.
1: No, it's not. It's no, like... Um, we have one floor and no food it's court. no Southgate Mall. It is barely a step above Arborland before it was a strip mall.
0: When the Sears closed, though, that really upped their... <laughs> did it? Because now clientele. you've got a dead anchor. It was... Hey, it was a spirit Halloween store so for if a you, while. If you,
1: <laughs> did you go into the Sears near the end?
0: Yeah. It was horrible. Well, it was like, always not, horrible. Like, not, no, no, more
1: horrible. Like, really? When I was when I was little, back when like my grandma would take us to Sears Roebuck because that's what she called it. Uh, we we we'd head on down to the Sears Roebuck and it it was full and there was lots of stuff. And then in the last few years, it was like you know twenty thousand square feet for like five hundred square feet of merchandise. Yeah. So it was just like there was so much distance between
0: everything. That's it true. It was just like. Yeah. Very empty feeling. Right. There are people that were still working there. So I had a job at Sears when I was 16 years old. I recall. There are people still working there when it closed that I worked with when I was 16. 20 years ago. So as when they were close to closing
1: and like all the big banners were up, store closing, everything must go, whatever, on the outside of the mall. Yeah. uh, We were driving to go get something else at the mall. So, like, we didn't stop in. But as I was driving past, uh, like, near the pickup door, also where all the employees came out, I thought, you know, the number of minutes I sat waiting for someone to come out that door to pick them up so we could go do something. Yeah. Uh, Because a few people worked at Sears. And so I was just like, hmm, the end of an era.
0: There were, yeah, that was actually, when I worked there, I thought it was a great place to work. Because there were a ton of people that were my friends that also had a job there. Also, I'm sure... NOSA was still signing people up for their Sears charge no, sir. until the very end. <laughs> and then I was like, where did the dokus? That's what she used to say. It's NOSA. Anyway, Jason, how was your week? So basically
1: all week I've been fielding questions about whether or not World War III has started. Naturally. Because Trump is a dummy and students... Don't pay attention enough, and so like it's World War Three. We're gonna die. I'm like, God damn it! It's not World War Three. World War Three will not be because of this. It'll be something but else. That's it could have been. No, it could have been. No, it definitely could have been. It would require way more alliances going on. It's not gonna be like crazy Iran.
0: See, so, uh, well, you don't think like other. No other islamic countries would not band together in the middle east even if it against is against the that, United States. that wouldn't be a world war 3 how many countries do you need to have in a world war
1: uh, something comparable militarily you need a superpower to make a
0: world war 3 i think maybe iran would say they're a superpower they don't even have a nuke not even one that we know of mm, they don't <laughs> okay but we're not even dropping like okay I'm not going to argue with you because you're the historian, <laughs> but I'm just saying we it could have been World War III. They shot down an airliner. Yeah, a Ukrainian airliner? Yeah, with a bunch of Canadian mm-hmm. citizens on it. I think it. it was an accident. Yeah, so I was Whoops. reading that... Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> uh, I was reading that uh, it took off. There was a delay. It took off late, and so they were concerned. Like, there were, may have been a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. So they heard an American, like an English voice coming from this this um, mm-hmm. this plane, and they shot it down, like... Because they thought it might have been something else. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's what happens when Nutty
1: Cuckoo Grandpa starts sh- shooting missiles and stuff. And
0: you, you talking about Trump or yeah. or yeah, Trump, the Iranian guy? No, Trump. What? Who's the Soleimani? He was the one that died. Mm-hmm. Who is the? So there's a president of Iran and mm-hmm. then like the, the spiritual leader, right? Ayatollah. Who mm-hmm. are they? Do you know? Uh, Ayatollah Khomeini. Khomeini like sounds that. right. I know. The, yeah. the
1: names are all very there's
0: there's a, there was Ahmadinejad but he's before, right? He got Yeah, he's not the president I don't believe yeah. of Iran anymore. Well, maybe um, we shouldn't talk about something if we don't know anything about it. How about that? Oh, Rouhani. Yeah, yeah. He's the president. Yeah, and Ayatollah Khomeini. Kham, Khomeini,
1: okay. So the Ayatollahs they they've had very similar names. I think there was a Khomeini and then there's a Khomeini and um so it's easily confused,
0: I guess. Yeah. Indeed. Anything else go on this week for you? Um, besides uh, not World War Three? Well, and you know, I'm back to work. So, oh yeah, yeah.
1: So that's <laughs> shitty. School started. No, it's all right. I mean, I, I had some rest, so I'm not so uh, burned out. I guess with dealing with them. Yeah, I've I've recharged my my tolerance. Oh, okay. So basically, it's like you know, like Street Fighter kekin or whatever you hit that limit break kind of thing because you've had enough hits and you just like you do the big like powerful and beat you all to death thing yeah uh, basically i was always like that before break yeah and so now it's like i've used it and i've back down to like regular level oh that's good now i'm just like would you stop
0: do you think um instead of, of like the... finish him <laughs> do you think all of the ayatollahs of all the different countries get together and have an ayatollah palooza
1: <laughs> what like an ayatollah con you <laughs> <laughs> no cosplay as their favorite ayatollah i love it
0: i yeah. love it because there are ayatollahs in a bunch of different countries we just learned like they are no, seconds place, ago please, we had to cut that part out where we did not know what we were talking about <laughs> but now we do because
1: we're like maybe we should look this up so we're not just talking like idiots <laughs> yeah Luke, i had no idea <laughs> people don't know this. there's lots of bad no people
0: on both sides they just, there. yeah <laughs> fuck trump seriously how was your week well since you asked I watched Rick Steves.
1: Oh, I love Rick Steves. He's such a nerd, but he is. He's got good tips.
0: Hi, I'm Rick Steves. That's my that's my impression. He went to Iran. It's a little more nasally. Well, I'm sorry, my impression is not perfect. I'm just trying
1: to help you. I'm giving you I'm giving you helpful pointers
0: in a constructive way. Okay. Hi, I'm Rick Steves. (laughs) You're right. That is that's, much better. That's too nasally. Enough. I didn't realize we were up one-upping each other on I'm that. I'm not one-upping you. On the Rick Steves impression that I just came out with. I just came up with it. I use So I use a Rick Steves episode in my world history class. Yeah?
1: Because we do Rome. And oh, so yeah. he has a nice Rome episode where he's going through like the out into the countryside to see the aqueducts and to the, like the Roman temples and the Roman ruins and like frescoes and everything. So it like fits right into what we're learning about. But they're 7th graders, and some of the statues have boobs. Oh, yeah. So it's it's me going, shut the fuck up! (laughs) You're laughing at a rock with nipples!
0: Yeah. It's not even a real nipple! (laughs) Idiots. So, Mm -hmm. I'm glad we were talking about me just now. Yep, continue. And you just went off on your own thing. You know, one other thing about when I... So I started so you, watching the Rick Steves Iran episode. Oh, interesting. I don't know if I've seen that one. It's very good. Very mm-hmm. good. He talks to the people and mm-hmm. he goes to different places or whatever, which is literally just the concept of yeah. the show. <laughs> like, I don't know why I had to say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, some people might not know who Rick Steves is. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, yeah. Maybe they're not big PBS watchers. And they're mm-hmm. like, Who's, who are you talking about? Like, Maybe we know, but. Yeah. He well, sounds, I mean, I, I guess we're the only ones that listen to the show. So he sounds our exactly like this. Hi, I'm Rick Steves. Exactly. Today on Rick Steves... Well, why the Appian Way?
0: Well, it, the show is called Rick Steves Europe, but then he it was is. in Iran, which is not in Europe, no, which is weird. But anyway. But he probably wanted to, be
1: like, branch out.
0: He went to, like, Tehran. He mm-hmm. went to, like, some outlying mm-hmm. villages and stuff. And it was, it was really cool. Anyway. Uh, sorry. Are
1: you, so you used to watch um, Anthony Bourdain, right? Yeah. Did you see his episode where he went to Iran? uh i don't think i saw that one that's no. a very good one as well he's yeah. like going around but he has uh some, you know so usually with his show there's someone he knows who kind of shows him around he's oh, got yeah. like a buddy or a friend yeah and he had someone he knew that was like a reporter and he and his wife were reporters or something and i guess after the episode he was arrested and like why are you talking to these camera crews what did you say and like he was in jail for like a a year or something like oh, that. Oh,
0: Anthony, Bourdain's, Anthony An- Bourdain's friend was? Yeah. So oh. it was
1: like a really... And so they did like a follow-up episode after he got out and got out of Iran and kind of like, you know, what happened? What was that all about? So it was a, it was a very
0: interesting episode. Yeah. Huh. So um, the... Rick Steves. Mm-hmm. So I fall asleep during this episode. Okay. And I wake up... Mm-hmm. It was on YouTube, and I wake up because oh, okay. it's auto playing. Mm. Wake up to this really interesting documentary about electricity, about the origins—not <laughs> okay. the origins of electricity, but the origins of humans discovering electricity—and uh-huh. um, people like Faraday and Tesla and um, Edison mm. and those kind of people. Um, but like the first, the first people that not discovered electricity, but like figured out how to harness it Mm -hmm. It was very, very interesting. Um, on YouTube, it was the, I forget the guy's name. Um, but the, the documentaries are just so well done. Like I like a good documentary with good cinematography and you know, they're not just spotting facts that you, like he goes and he finds like uh, original documents Mm -hmm. and like he uses actual experiments that the people used, um, For electricity, talks about like alternating current versus direct current Mm -hmm. and like what caused us to switch to which. And the first telegraph transmission mm, that was mm-hmm. across the Atlantic was all mm. bad, and it took like 14 hours because they had to keep repeating stuff because they didn't know that it would that the signal would degrade across the Atlantic Ocean because oh. like, they laid like the cable and stuff. Mm-hmm, it was just mm-hmm. just a really cool, like setup. It's like a five part documentary. That's anyway, good. I have no idea how to find it or where it is, but I'd fully recommend it. Mm. It was very interesting. So you're saying this
1: documentary on electricity, the the creator, the director. Really made it come. It's alive! They talked about the origins
0: of that. Okay, so <laughs> the, there's a uh, so, I like um, that I made a dumb joke and you're like, yes! Yes. There was a guy that they um, was guillotined uh-huh. and so, somebody thought, well, <laughs> let me take this corpse and I want to see what I can do with it, with electricity. <laughs> so they stuck an electrode on his spine and one up his anus and... Lit him up and like his body is he sat straight up I guess and his, his spine all Ooh. twirled and stuff which I do when somebody sticks something up my anus as well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they they did that and they that was um the Mary Shelley apparently saw that or heard about that and that's what she based Frankenstein off of interesting which is so cool it's a bunch of bunch of uh, history mm-hmm. it's like the 1700s mm-hmm. people were being gaslighted literally. But people were afraid to have um, electricity in their homes because yeah. they thought it was dangerous, which mm-hmm. it fucking is. Well, but we've been duped into, into thinking that electricity isn't dangerous.
1: <laughs> duped, he says, as if we don't, you know, enjoy this computer and television that I have right here.
0: They also talk about the first, um, the first semiconductors because it's an electrical thing. It's and the first time they found out that... Um, uh, When you shine light on something, it can create an electrical current. How that happens. It's just so fucking cool. I love it. That is cool. I love it. You know, so you said you couldn't remember what the
1: documentary was called. Yeah. But I believe you can go back in your YouTube where you, like, signed in.
0: Yeah. Like, you have a play history. Yeah. So you could go back and find out what it was. So let's pause for a second and do that. It's called The Story of Electricity. They always get some British guy to to do it, right? What is the BBC? Oh, was it BBC? <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: There's a number of documentaries that I've used in class, and it's always like some guy like that.
0: I remember uh, back in geography class, Mr. Zoroka used to play. He taught geography? Yeah, he did for like Ooh. ninth graders. I'm mm. sure he hated it. Oh, he did hate ninth graders. I didn't know what he taught, though. Yeah. Um, he, there was this one show that he used to play, it was a travel show, it had this very distinctive theme song, da-na-na, da na 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 no, nothing. Nothing. Okay. Cool. Anyway, I like him. Awesome. That's why I like documentaries, I think. There was very relaxing, in the wintertime at least, in Mrs. Zoroka's class, because he had no air conditioning in the summertime. By the way, if you have any comments or suggestions to send us about air conditioning or whatever.
1: Or if you know what song,
0: theme theme song. I'll think of it. But Trading Places. Came,
1: no, I'm no, wrong. No, that's where they go into your neighbor's house and, like, you make their decorations ugly. That's Trading Spaces. Oh, my, Trading my Places stink. was the Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> uh, no, that's coming to America.
0: Oh, you're right. Email us at thehourpod at gmail.com. Or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thehourpod. And tweet us at thehourpod. We still don't have Instagram. No, we yeah. never will. Yeah, we might. You don't know. I'll think of the. I'll, I will during the episode. <laughs> I vow to think of the name of that show. Okay. All right. So an update from last week. Yes. Uh, last week
1: we were left on on the edge because you you asked in the pod. Did I just say? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I said we should roll back the tape, and you said we're not rolling it back. Well, I listened. Yeah. And you did say,
0: do you know what I mean? okay so there you go an update <laughs> thank you for that update <laughs> so we should say before we continue recording there have been a lot of cuts because we are both coughing like crazy do you think they can hear the cuts i think they can i can hear the cuts can you but maybe like a laugh will be cut off or whatever or um, like uh you know the end of a yeah. word or so maybe we need of better a sentence or maybe we'll leave something in accidentally hmm. you know who knows but let's get on with our first story
1: yeah, because so far we're we're on fire here.
0: On fire!
1: <laughs> like Australia.
0: Oh, no. Oy, crikey. Oh crikey. Oh, no. That's a beaut. <laughs> I feel like we should get better at our Australian accents. Yeah, probably. In honor of Australia, of like 80% yeah. of Australia burning to whatever it is. To stand in solidarity.
1: Yeah. I guess we also could like donate to some sort of helpful fund. Probably not. Yeah, let's just learn accents. Indeed. Or dialects. The MoGo Wildlife Park in australia houses nearly 200 endangered and exotic animals i assume those ones dance uh, <laughs> however it is located along the south coast of new south wales an area that has been heavily impacted by the bushfires
0: as as do most uh people that are locked up behind bars become strippers also, the animals that are locked up behind bars become animal strippers.
1: And much like in Australia, many strippers also have bushfire.
0: <laughs> so, the zoo was able to save all of its animals facing threat of bushfires thanks to a zookeeper who sheltered monkeys, pandas, and even a taiga in his home. It's Charles Staples, who's the director of the zoo. Di- <laughs> what?
1: Mr. Staples.
0: It's Chad. It's not Charles. <laughs> Where did I get Charles? I don't know. I don't know either. Not like we're, not like we're aiming for accuracy here, but still, <laughs> so far off. It's very far. Good and old Chuck Ch- Staples.
1: <laughs> Chuck Staples. <laughs> uh, he's a good guy. Hey, Chuck Staples here. <laughs> he really holds everything together. <laughs>
0: Although, when I think of someone saving a bunch of zoo animals, I don't think of a dude named Chad.
1: Hi, I'm Chad. I'm going to save his zoo animals. Hey, I'm Chad. Chad Staples. I'm going to go home and suck some dick, you save some pandas. Chad. Uh, <laughs> Chad Staples. Chad. Uh, Chad Staples, the director of the zoo, said, Due to the amazing staff here and a well-executed plan, no one is hurt. Not a single animal.
0: That's so cute. That's really great. Staples said zookeepers felt it was safer to keep larger and more dangerous animals, including lions and gorillas, in their night enclosures and not in the dude's car and his apartment. <laughs> well, that, can... that might have been a good safe move, yeah. maybe. Mean,
1: well, you can't safely get them from the enclosure to his house. They're not going to fit in. The... What, are they going to Uber? I figured
0: he had like a minivan or something they could all ride in. As long as they buckle up. No, they. well, some of them aren't big enough. You got to get booster seats. All the meerkats. The problem is the red pandas, they never give you gas money. (laughs) When they freak out when you open the door. And they're just like, ah. Don't bring gas money. Yes. I mean, that was a big thing when gas was a dollar a gallon. Yeah, we were like, like You better give me gas money if I'm gonna drive you everywhere. Yeah, I never asked for gas money. You didn't, but you deserved it because you drove everybody everywhere.
1: I was, the, I have a award as the Drama Club Taxi. Oh,
0: nice, that, nice that I
1: received. But I'll give you five dollars. Nah, no, I don't need I'll five give I'll give you a few dollars. And Five dollars, that was like half a tank. It, yeah, right. It, it cost me my senior year. I remember gas was down to like eighty-seven cents a gallon. Yeah, it was like eight dollars to fill up my car.
0: Yeah, thanks, Clinton.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 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 look, gas is gonna be super cheap when we take over Iran.
0: Ugh. So um, so they kept the lions and the gorillas in their night enclosures, where they would feel more comfortable as bushfires raged around them instead of in this dude's apartment.
1: Yeah. And so he added that only a few animals, including giraffes and zebras, showed any sign of stress during the bushfires. So you
0: think he couldn't take the giraffes home because he didn't have a, like a moonroof?
1: <laughs> well, he tried to with the first one, and it was like that those videos where the U-Haul driver doesn't know how tall the overpass is oh, and no. just like runs right into it.
0: <laughs> Eight foot clearance. Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the giraffe. That's what the that's what the stress was. The giraffe was like doing the math and like, wait a minute, how tall am I? <laughs>
0: he was like trying to duck. Luckily, they'd been practicing the giraffe limbo before, <laughs> and he was able to lean all the way back. <laughs> I assume he made noise when he was like. Ah! <laughs>
1: Made himself bigger. <laughs> you know, it would be easy to choke a giraffe, wouldn't it? Well, it was a problem because when his body's in the car and he's doing helicopter wiener, <laughs> it's just like
0: flapping everyone in the face. Big, big hooves, big hooves. <laughs> helicopter wiener. Oh. Perfect. <laughs> uh, he went on to say the team battled spot fires at the sixty-five acre park for several hours. So the zookeepers were battling fire at the zoo. They that were. is really amazing. They're very dedicated. So here's the thing about Zeus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Part of it is conservation, sure, right. The other part is locking up animals for the enjoyment of people. Yeah, it's hard. It's a tough. It's it a is. tough uh, jumble. I feel like it feels a
1: little better in some cases. Like if you if you ever go to the National Zoo in DC, uh huh, their enclosures are much different. I've been there. Yeah, so it's like much more open. They try to make it more habitat like, and. Other zoos have started to go that way, but we went to the Pittsburgh Zoo, mm,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that's still very like early 1900s style, where it's these sad little enclosures. They have this poor polar bear there, or maybe it was a grizzly bear or some sort of bear, and they he was doing these things. Uh-huh. Like these motions, like here he come out of his cave and then go back in, then come out and he go back in just constantly. Yeah. And those are like signs of stress, right? Like they're stressed out there. You have anxiety, and so they have to give him all these like antidepressants and stuff like this to try and calm them down. And like that's horrible. Yeah. So I, I have a very love hate situation with zoos because you know I like that they're able to learn about the animals and and sometimes you know conservation kind of situations, but also
0: this isn't where they should be. Agreed. I've been to a lot of zoos. Uh-huh. Um, there was one in Atlanta, mm. which is called Zoo Atlanta, surprisingly, where they had the old building with mm-hmm. the old enclosures in it as like a history thing. Mm. But also mm-hmm. they had opened up the back of the enclosure. So they had the old metal bars and everything yeah. with a plexiglass in front of it. And then the enclosure actually was like, they knocked a hole in the back and it was all way out there. And it and- was, they had enough room, I think. They They have a similar thing
1: in the National Zoo in D.C. Where, yeah. like, if you go to the old lion or tiger, I can't, or maybe it's the elephant house or something mm-hmm. like that. Where they they can still get in there, but now they have a much bigger area to go out in, and it's, it's a lot different than it yeah. was. Though I remember going to the zoo when I was, like, much younger, and they were in <laughs> those little oh, cages. Geez, yeah. It was much different
0: back then. In the Tyler, Texas Zoo, they had a thing where um, the the Gibbons or orangutans, Ooh, I think. Gibbons. Yeah, they very loud. They had a uh, like a pole they could climb, not dance on, but climb. Mm-hmm. Well, and then there was you a never rope. know with orangutans, <laughs> right? Then there was a rope that they could like go across, and the oh, rope yeah, yeah. went yeah. up mm-hmm. across like a walkway, mm-hmm. and that was really cool seeing those guys. Yeah, they have that um, in the
1: the orangutan enclosure at the National Zoo has the same thing, where there's like two
0: enclosure areas and like maybe that's maybe this is all the national zoo i'm thinking about i don't know i've never been to tyler texas it could be the tyler texas zoo it's not worth it well i hear they may have a good zoo so the new south wales rural fire service reported uh 1298 homes have been destroyed so that's as of what yesterday
1: uh two days
0: ago a week Uh, It was as of January 2nd. Oh, geez! So I'm sure many more have burned.
1: Yeah, probably. And BBC says that fires as of January 2nd have burned more than 9.9 million acres in New South Wales. So that's sad. It is. And ecologists from the University of Sydney have estimated about 500 million mammals, birds, and reptiles have been killed by these fires.
0: So, okay. All right. So here's the thing. Um, Fires are natural. Sure. Right, and if they would have happened without human intervention, maybe we should just let them happen. But I don't know. That's that's a weird thing. Well, I mean, part of the problem is they're
1: worse than usual because of what humans have done to our right. planet. So oh,
0: yeah, okay, because of climate change. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, there's so the, the big part fire, the but, but part actually, but
1: part of it is that like, um, there's something about redwood trees. And how there hadn't been any new growth of, like, new redwood trees, in part because they need forest fires. It opens up the cones and that allows the seeds to fall down.
0: Yeah, because that's how they evolved. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: so while they... You know, they spent like 20 years going like, what the fuck's going on? And then they're like, oh, well, we got to let these fires burn a little bit. And suddenly, whoa, now it's working again.
0: Yeah. So now there's a dude that goes along with one of the Bic lighters and just lights the cones on fire and lets them sprout. <laughs> no, they just have some concerts out there so everyone can hold up their lighters. <laughs> it doesn't work
1: anymore because it's now on iPhones.
0: Oh, oh, that's real shame. They just flick their cigarettes into it. It's fine. <laughs> so how many of these fires have been started by people, I wonder?
1: Uh, I'm not even sure. I'm not sure what started these fires. I I just know that like all of Australia is on fire. They're in a big drought right now. Probably
0: thanks to people. And and it's the middle of the summer. Yeah. So no good. Right. Speaking of fire Mm -hmm. and being in the middle of someone named summer, I don't know. (laughs) That was a bit of, bit of a stretch. There's an American model and she did do a bit of a stretch. There's American model, Kaylin Ward, who has dubbed herself the naked philanthropist. Went viral on social media after making a plea to her followers to help organizations provide bushfire relief.
1: Yeah, so she's basically seeing what's happening in Australia and she's like, I need to do something about this. Yes, uh, they need an ointment. They do. And so in exchange for a $10 donation to one of these organizations that are helping provide relief for the bushfires, Ward will send you a nude photo of herself. So she's stopped doing this, I believe. Yes, as as of of this this writing. (laughs) As of this reporting, Mm, she's stopped giving out nudes of herself. Uh, But her idea to sell nudes for charity took off far beyond what she expected. She thought maybe she'd raise like a thousand bucks. That's like a hundred people sending 10 bucks in. And she's raised
0: over $1 million. Those nudes better be pretty good. Because there's a lot of naked women on the internet. So I kind of want to see these nudes to see if they're worth the
1: $10. So her Twitter, I think she's been sending out, like, cease and desist kind of things. Because her Twitter, you know, I clicked over to her Twitter to see what she tweets about. Yeah. And, you know, lately she's been tweeting about, like, you know, you, if you post things without consent, that's illegal. It's my, Uh-oh. you can't do that. I will I will stop you. Wow. Kind of a situation. Um, and probably because shortly after her initial post, bad things started happening sure so instagram shut down her account claiming that she violated its guidance uh and then there was some more backlash after that um so on january 5th she tweeted my ig got deactivated my family disowned me the guy i like won't talk to me because of that tweet but fuck it
0: save the koalas she has something in common with the koalas Chlamydia? Chlamydia. But <laughs> if we just read, like, 50, 45% of koalas in Australia? As, well, as of, like, a few uh-huh. months ago, 45% of koalas had chlamydia, and that's, like, decimating their population. Uh, koalas are are well-known whores. Well-known. Well-known. Well known. Chewing on those... Eucalyptus Um, leaves.
1: They're just asking for
0: it. Because they're drunk all the
1: time. (laughs) Yeah. But but that is slut-shaming quads. We cannot
0: do that. (laughs) We can't do that. So there was... I just read there was a hope. There there was an island where there was a set of koalas that had not contracted chlamydia yet. Well, they can save... And I all. hope that island didn't catch on fire, because that'd be real bad. <laughs> uh,
1: Kaylin has closed shop on her uh, donations via nude photos and has started a GoFundMe for fire relief instead, which is up to like $10,000. I clicked over oh. and took a look at that. Yeah. It seems to be doing okay. May it was 10000 I don't remember now. Who knows? Uh, she said all the proceeds are going to go to the World Wildlife Fund and the NSW Rural, rural Fire Service. Rural Fire. The Rural juror. <laughs> it's like grocery store sushi.
0: It is. Uh so but Uh-oh. little little side note. Which there was a picture of her butt, I think. <laughs> I I saw so I did see a picture where it was like her knew that she sent out to people, but there was a smiley face over the good stuff, you know? <laughs> uh and it was like ass up, face down kind of thing. Uh so on on kind of a side note about this. Oh. so you had sent
1: me yeah, you had sent me a link about this. Yeah, uh, and it didn't have a lot of good information, so I was like looking for some other links. And so, the link I, the news story that I was looking at to get this information was actually published by Teen Vogue. Okay, so I've heard a bit about Teen Vogue and what they've been publishing lately. And so they published most of this information about all these things happening. But then at the end, they had a little bit of a like almost editorial. On, on this. And uh-huh. I pulled that quote because ah. I was like, whoa. Uh, so... At the very end, so they tell this whole story and then they say, it doesn't take an expert to trace the roots of the backlash. An adult woman who chooses to sell photographs of her body to consenting adults for charity is still a woman living under patriarchal subjugation. Women's bodies are not performative places for people to place their opinions and biases, but it hasn't stopped them from trying to, to for centuries. Even if Kalen Ward wasn't raising money for charity, her choices to sell nudes and decisions made by an adult woman is no one's business but her own. It is also worth noting that even as the internet mobs descend on Kaylin's personal pages, hardly anyone is criticizing the thousands of people
0: buying her nudes. And I was like, look at Teen Vogue. Go Teen Vogue. I have heard this recently about Teen Vogue, how they are like one of the best, uh, one of the best um, internet investigative uh, Mm -hmm. journalism sites out there right now. Which is nuts to think about.
1: And an interesting thing about this article as they're doing this like they 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 link to other stories that they've done yeah and so when they started the story about talking about her selling nudes because team vogue obviously is designed for teens sure uh they mentioned nudes and they link to a previous story they did talking about like it was like someone wrote in about like i feel like i should share nudes and talking about how you know this is a thing that is common now but You need to think about what you're doing and, you know, could this get out there? And, like, trying to responsibly talk to their audience about sending pictures of themselves. Oh, yeah. and Stuff like that. I was like, look at them. They're, like, it was very interesting. I was highly impressed by Teen Vogue. Yeah. Yeah, really
0: great. Speaking of subjugating women, (laughs) that video was called The Most Beautiful Didgeridoo. Uh Uh-huh. But it wasn't about how beautiful the playing was. It was about how beautiful the woman was who was playing the didgeridoo, which is why it had so many views. Not why I saw it. It was just a top YouTube video that had a didgeridoo in it. Interesting. Indeed. So I thought, Uh with all this talk of Australia Hmm. and our previous... what would you call it failure at the Australian accent? <laughs> yeah, we we did not do that well. We should probably look up how to speak Australian and oh. not just the Foster's beer. I remember those commercials: yeah. how to speak Australian, uh, something, and then beer. Yeah, Foster's Australian for beer. Yeah, beer. So on WikiHow. No, I know they they how to do anything. <laughs> I say. guess. List, uh, so step one: listen carefully. Native speakers and their accents. So, all the native speakers that I know all talk in British or American accents in the movies. So, can't do that. Yeah. Or they're Jeff Irwin. No, Jeff Steve, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. And he's dead now. And yeah, Jeff Corbin, you were thinking of. Who's <laughs> no, Jeff Corbin. 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 I think you're thinking Jeremy Corbin. Anyway. <laughs> Number two, keep your intonation steady, quick, and soft. Picture a long constant stream of words coming out. Mm, um, steady, quick and soft. Much like the entire sentence is one whole word, which is what I do anyway. Which is what I do anyway. That is one whole word. Which, which is I wouldn't away. do anyway. Exactly. The next one is you, you know what I just said. Adjust your pronunciation of I to sound more like the I in oil. Oil. Yeah. So in words like like and might. Loike. Loike and moic. Yeah. Mm. Like and Mike's. Turn your hard A sound into an a. a. The hard A in way or mate almost sounds like an I sound. Why? Why? way, Why or might. Way or might. Yeah. And then soften a soft A into an A sound. Um, in words like hat or that or cat would be like het, that, or ket. Do you like a nice soft A? No, nah, like a nice, uh, tight A. <laughs> <laughs> that was too far. <laughs> keeping it in. All right, trim the letter T at the end of the you're, words. You're
1: keeping it in a I'll nice keep... soft A.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, right instead of being right, it would be like Roy. Roy. Yeah. Roy. Croy. So also drop the R sound from the end of words and replace it with an A. So river. Like kappa. Yeah, river would be river, river, and care would be care, and winner would be winner. Sure, winner, cut, winner, chicken dinner. Number eight, cut the G off of any ing ending word, just like Sarah Palin would. Oh,
1: so you running, betcha.
0: running would be running, running. Eating would be eaten, and ring would be ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then raise your voice towards the end of words, uh, like you're asking a question. That's number nine. Am I wrong? Uh And then 10 adjust your A sounds to ah. Ah. And 11 developed a soft, playful, and twangy tone of voice. I feel like Eliza Doolittle. Yeah. So there are a couple of phrases you can practice mm-hmm. with. Okay. So say rise. Rise. Up. Up. Lights. Lights. Say it all together. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Oh. So that's how you say rise up lights. Rise up lights. In Australian. Rise oh. up lights. Rise up lights. Yeah. I mean, yeah yeah <laughs> so another practice you can do is you can say insa insa the the fine fine say it back insa the fine well well the fine's not ringing Answer the fine <laughs> and the third one is good good i i might mate might might yeah might so Strong. say it say it good eye mate exactly alright now I'd like you to say the following phrase in Australian accent are you ready? no let's do it ok oh no I can't answer the phone I have a huge boner oh no I can't answer the phone I got a huge boner and that's exactly how you speak Australian Australian <laughs> So now that we've mastered the Australian accent in uh, respect and reverence to all the animals and people that have died in the bushfires in Australia, let's move on. As we have alienated all Australian listeners. I think we did have one, one time in Australia, right? (laughs) Not anymore. Or was that Denmark? I can't remember. Um, They're all the same to me. So, a headless torso was found in a remote cave in Idaho 40 years ago. Well, how is this news? And it has finally been identified. Oh. That's where we're going with that. The headless torso was found in 1979 when a family hunting for arrowheads. So here's the problem. Okay. We said 40 years ago. Yeah.
1: Uh, So that number should be way before 1979.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. 40 years
1: ago was 1960. Mm, Wrong. Nope, definitely. Wrong.
0: Nope. You're wrong. Nope. So, family hunting for arrowheads in Buffalo Cave found remains wrapped in burlap and buried in a shallow grave. Hmm. That's grisly. A grisly discovery. A few additional clues turned up uh, until
1: March 1991, when a girl exploring the same cave system found a mummified hand, and investigators found an arm and two legs nearby also wrapped in burlap. Why
0: didn't they investigate in 1979? (laughs) Yeah, right? I mean... It's
1: ridiculous. They're just like, well, we found part of a body. Surely they don't have any more. Right.
0: Let's stop looking. They're like, the cave is scary. I'm (laughs) not going down there. There might be bats. (laughs) There might be dead guys in there. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) So Lee Bingham Redgrave, a forensic genealogist, which I mean, what better name could you have? For a forensic genealogist than Redgrave. Redgrave. It's like an ice cream man named Cone. (laughs) So, this forensic genealogist with DNA Doe project said they analyzed the DNA and found the man was descended from pioneers who came to Utah with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And his likely grandfather was a polygamist with four wives. In that case, how do they know? DNA. Oh, right. He's a geneticist. (laughs) So they find this guy in the caves, 1979, 1991, they find more, and then they find more. Yeah, and they don't know who the fuck this
1: guy is, right. but the DNA Doe Project, so basically they're trying to find John Doe's and figure out who the fuck they are Oh yeah, and, yeah, and identify them. Uh, the team finally unraveled the mystery Ooh. and found it was the body of Joseph Henry Loveless, Mm. who was an outlaw who killed his wife with an axe and was last seen after escaping from jail in 1916.
0: Whoa. He was, in fact, born on the 3rd of December, 1870, in the Utah Territory to Mormon pioneers. They got that one right. And Clark County
1: Sheriff said that the cold case will remain open because the investigators do not know who killed
0: and clearly dismembered. Joseph Henry Lovelace. Very interesting. So this is like an old West murder mystery. Uh, from 1916? Kind of oldish Westish. Not exactly old West, but yeah. you know. About 52 50 years too far past Old West. Probably, yeah. But
1: still. It's creepy. older older West. Yeah. It's very spooky. How would you like to be like hiking? Like, let's find some arrowheads. A body. Ah! Ugh. Wrapped in burlap. No, oh, no. That's
0: Oh I, no! I found a body.
1: Ha-ha. I was placed in a burlap sack and beaten.
0: <laughs> Number Pluto, two, Pluto, don't lick the remains. Ha-ha. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> if they just had Pluto, they could have searched the whole cave back in 1979. We wouldn't even be telling the story. Minnie, I found a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's an old piece of jerky. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the jerky is his dick. Uh, exactly. That's that's the joke we're making. So I thought so I thought this was an interesting story. It's kind of a, a, a departure from the normal like drunk squirrel stories that we do. Yeah. But it has some history involved. History and mystery. History's, history's, history's mysteries. Histories, mysteries on was the a, History Channel. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a show, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Back when the History Channel did the history things instead yeah, of ancient now, aliens. And like ice road truckers.
1: Yeah. Oh jeez.
0: Fuck that show. <laughs> and uh what's the other one? The the sh- the ship one on Discovery where the the deadliest, cat oh, deadliest catch. Oh, yeah. deadliest catch! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I like any that. of those shows. So the concept of those shows are interesting, but the production is horrible. Absolutely horrible.
1: It's like three episodes and you're done because they're all the rest. They're exactly
0: the same. Yeah. Hey, we gotta get these crabs. Coming up on Astro Truckers. Oh, I'm gonna crash. Oh no! I'm gonna crash. Raymond. Raymond.
1: <laughs> Raymond. We're gonna crash. <laughs> oh no! Starring Dwayne Rock Johnson. <laughs> what are you doing? So, like, it just occurs to me, uh, I'm pretty sure that Joseph Henry Lovelace is the guy that was the enemy of Will Smith in Wild Wild West.
0: Oh, he was the one on the on the big spider yeah, thing, right? The, With the no the, legs? Yeah, the wickety-wow. Wickety-wickety. <laughs> so he was, he didn't have legs anyway. So that's yeah, why they didn't find him. Yeah, everything. that's why they didn't find him. He, he was, was just like yeah, He was a little spider guy. Yeah. Was,
1: like, hey, was that <laughs> Kenneth Branagh?
0: Kenneth Brenner yeah. Kevin mm. Klein was in that movie too. He was. Yeah. That was, that Some, was a. Selma Hayek,
1: I think, as well.
0: Yeah, that was an interesting movie. It was entertaining, but not good. No, definitely not good. Yeah, but I liked definitely it. Definitely entertaining. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: like the Zorro they did around the same time Oh. with Antonio Banderas. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I
0: never saw that. Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. The music's great. It's horrible. Around that same time, um, I think uh, on SNL, Chris Kattan did. A, a Antonio Banderas character. <laughs> I'm Antonio a Banderas and I'm actor. <laughs> and he had a show and he's like, welcome to a, day." how do you say? Show. <laughs> yes. I you do remember recall that? this. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. It's too sexy. And then Horatio Sands was like, no, no, senor, it's too sexy. <laughs> yes. That's... I must dance. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, Boy, that was a tangent. It was. Blast from, blast from the past. Uh Speaking of blasting. <laughs> and something that happened in the past? <laughs> sure. A 30-week pregnant woman found herself in an ER. Okay, so 30 weeks. How yeah. much is that? Uh, How many months?
1: That's close to the end, isn't it? They're there, like...
0: 87 weeks, right? That's the gestation <laughs> period for a human child? No, I think that's an elephant. Okay. So there's four <laughs> weeks in a month. Uh-huh. So 40 weeks would be 10 months. So 36 weeks. So almost. So like seven, birth. And a, seven
1: and a half months,
0: sure, or somewhere around there. She found herself in an ER for thirteen hours after an oral malfunction. Yeah. So what had
1: happened was there were some sort of complications, and she had to get airlifted to a hospital because they were worried she was going to give birth early. Oh. So she was in a hospital for like uh, six, seven days.
0: That's and finally
1: got out. And this hospital was like six hours away. Mm-hmm. Finally got out. After six, seven days, everything was okay. Pregnancy, fine. Drives home. Yeah. Uh, she and her boyfriend, finally home. Finally relaxing. Finally calm. Getting a little frisky. Oh. Of course. Uh, and so she, so she posted the story on Reddit about herself. And ah. she said, due to complications with my pregnancy, we are unable to have penetrative intercourse. But... We were both feeling frisky, so he went down on me, gave me a few O's,
0: and of course I was happy to return the favor. However, <laughs> at the climax of their time, not the climax of her time, I think it's the climax of his time, Yes, uh, which was nice of him to give before he received, yeah. um, something went terribly wrong. She said, so I'm there with a mouth full of dick,
1: eagerly giving him some enthusiastic head, and he comes. Oh. As I pull my mouth away, I realize I couldn't swallow. Oh. And then also realize my mouth is stuck open.
0: Okay, so that's just an excuse not to swallow, <laughs> right? So she stated that this has actually happened before, but usually she can click her jaw back into place. He just, like, pulls it on and goes, click, click, click. Yeah, like a snake.
1: Yeah, She unhinges. I assume it's kind of like uh, from the Mummy movies, where he, like, clicks his jaw back into, I don't know, he's been a mummy for, like, 2,000 years. Oh, so yeah. So it's, like,
0: all. Oh, it's been a while since yeah. I've seen those movies. I didn't, I didn't uh, I don't remember any. Um, to be fair, it's been a while since
1: I've seen those movies, and I'm not sure if my reference is even accurate. I don't remember it, any It Felicio. sounded right. I, it seems
0: like it'd be very no, toothy no. head <laughs> from a mummy, doesn't it? Because they're all teeth at that point
1: mummy, daddy who knows how it is
0: you know the lips mm-hmm. go away the tongue anyway yeah. so at the hospital the emergency room was busy and they were informed there was only one doctor on for the night and the wait was an anticipated 9 to 12 hours but she stated my boyfriend thoughtfully got me one of those face masks to cover your mouth usually for coffee because my jaw was hinged open and I was pouring drool yeah you were pouring drool sweetheart so here's the problem. Yeah. Like, you know,
1: she she finished that. Now I have to go to the ER. She can't swallow. So she's got all this stuff in her mouth.
0: And she can't and she, spit either, can't right? Because you either. can't close your so mouth. So did they have
1: to, like, scrape it out?
0: Oh, Or was yeah. it still in there? And the doctor's looking not,
1: around and is like, ooh.
0: Definitely not pouring drool <laughs> out of her mouth. <laughs> and then she posted this on Reddit? She did. Why would she post it? Well... And maybe it was a throwaway account. I don't know. After <laughs> I hours of pain, the doctors carefully put a hand on either side of my jaw, pushing one side while pulling the other side, and I popped it back in. Well, at least there was a happy ending to this story. Indeed. <laughs> also, spits or swallows? Nah, eh,
1: neither. <laughs> <laughs> Just lets it fall out.
0: <laughs> wow. Just slides off like. That must have been awkward at the end. Like, um, what are you doing? I've... But asked my wife to shut her mouth for ten years, and now she literally can't do it.
1: <laughs> uh, it sounds like a real like. It sounds like something that happened to someone in Florida.
0: Like Florida that sounds man like kind of. a Florida man story. So there's yeah. this
1: story going around about a Florida couple who were selling golden tickets to heaven. Do you read about this? No. And then it turns out it's like a big fake story. It's like oh, like an oh. onion style story. Okay. But it was very funny. Like the headline was very funny. Yeah. About them selling gold tickets to heaven uh so they could raise money to go see aliens or something like that sure it's, it's goofy uh, but a florida man oh was working on his wife's car wife's car in the driveway last week while his parrot rambo <laughs> sat near the home's entrance singing and talking to himself of course yeah like you do you know you want to make sure the parrot's doing okay yeah however rambo started crying let me out let me out ah! 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 I assume. I don't know how he said it. <laughs> uh, and th- these cries were so lifelike that a neighbor called the police. Wow. Concerned that a woman was actually in trouble.
0: Actually, I was concerned just now when you were screaming that there was a woman in trouble. I <laughs> 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 I almost called the police. I was so ah, concerned. Ah, let,
1: let me out. <laughs> woman!
0: <laughs> police soon arrived and the owner tells them, I'll bring out the screamer to you. And brings the bird to meet the police.
1: Uh, the ream camera footage uh, catches one of the officers are saying, Oh, man!
0: <laughs> I assume that's how he said it. We got a screamer! <laughs> so, uh, uh, incidentally, the parrots get very beaky head. You don't want... <laughs> they don't have teeth.
1: They don't have to be beaky. It does have
0: to be beaky. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I really, really chuckled myself on that one. (laughs) After the incident, the owner also introduced his feathered friend to the neighbor who had called the police.
1: Afterwards, I also introduced Rambo to the neighbor who called in the screaming. She too had a good laugh, the owner said. Sometimes Rambo yells, help, help, let me out. (laughs) Something I taught him when I was a kid and Rambo lived. In a cage.
0: because oh, parrots can live for a long time, do, right? like it's 50, like, 60 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's a, I saw, there's a video, someone taught their parrot how to say, what the fuck? What the fuck? But, yeah, exactly. He says it with such intonation, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Like Donald Duck? It's good. So look up What the Fuck Parrot on, um, on YouTube. What the fuck parrot? Don't do it right now, because continue listening to this episode. We have a very important sponsor coming up at the end. It's No One. it's what the fuck
1: parrot food does your parrot want to know what the fuck if so what the fuck is right for you give him this food and he'll give you a beaky bj what the fuck parrot food found at granny gator's granny gator shop
0: (laughs) so jason what did we learn today
1: uh we learned that gorillas don't tip uber and so they couldn't get a ride out of the zoo
0: yeah and giraffes (laughs) Dress have to duck when they go through that uh, low, <laughs> low bridge. We also learned that people will pay ten dollars for any kind of nude. Uh, that's ridiculous. I'd sell my nudes for ten dollars. I wouldn't buy them. We learned that <laughs> if you find a
1: head and torso. Maybe look a little further. Yeah. And you might find legs. Go skulking. Unless it's actually Loveless, and then you will find his robo spider legs.
0: Yeah. We also learned that pregnant women don't swallow.
1: (laughs) And we learned that a police, or the police, had to come help a parrot.
0: I mean, I mean. What the fuck? (laughs) This hour has been 49 minutes. What? Oh boy. So, out of more solemn respect, for the, the Australian people and mm-hmm. for um, the the bushfires that are happening out of control in Australia. Uh, we have never heard the Australian National Anthem before, um, but we pulled the lyrics up, and so we we're going to sing it to the best of our ability. I mean, okay, I think we probably should stand up. Oh, yeah. Let's, national uh, anthem. That's, yeah you can't. should stand Do they do that yeah, in Australia? I don't, I don't know. I, they stand up upside down, probably.
1: Yeah, they have to stand on their head. They have to sing in the opposite direction. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay, ready? Australians, all let us rejoice, for we are young and free. We've golden soil
1: and wealth for toil. Our home is girt by the sea.
0: The fuck is girt? I don't know. Our I assume it's land like a abounds in nature's gifts of beauty, rich and rare. In
1: history's page, let every stage advance Australia fair. In joyful strains, then let
0: us string advance Australia fair. Beneath our radiant southern cross, we'll toll with hearts and hands to make this commonwealth of ours renowned of all the lands. For those who've crossed the seas, we've boundless plains to share. With courage, let us all combine to advance Australia fair. God bless Australia. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> let's sing this part, last part together. You ready? In joyful strains Then let us sing Advance Australia Fair.